Gee, sure would be nice if an omnipotent voice popped in to indicate the passage of time. <sighs> Looks like it's just us in here. Um, what's your name? Nona. Pretty. Thanks. You've done this sort of thing before, I take it? Yeah. How many times? For this king, four. Four? Uh, before him, six. Before him, three. Before him... And it's always the same? Always. I wish I didn't have to do this anymore. So stop doing it. If I didn't, you'd be killed. As would have Queen Marianne before you, or Queen Adeline before her, or... You did this for Queen Marianne? He put her in the third tallest tower? And then the second tallest. And then the tallest. Where I'll be tomorrow. Holy shit! If I, by which I mean you, spin the straw on the tallest tower into gold, King Oswald expects me to marry him? You will marry him. Fuck that! If you don't, you'll be killed and he'll move on without a blink. He's having the third tallest tower filled with straw as we speak. (sighs) I'm back. Sorry. Kevin and I never made it to the horse and elbows. <laughs> he's, uh, he's really hot, you guys. Woo! <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> the little man worked through the day and the night, and bit by bit, once again, the room filled with magnificent skeins of golden thread. His task complete, the little man doffed his hat to Nona, bowed low, and disappeared. The room glowed like a torch in the light of the rising sun, and once again, Kevin and King Oswald were duly impressed. Well, Kevin was anyway. Whoa, you are so rad! King Oswald was just kind of a smug asshole about it. My dear, look at you. You've been spinning straw into gold for two nights with no rest, and yet you look fresh as a daisy. Your hands are pristine. You truly are a wonder. Thank you. And yet, I fear your task is not Let yet Let me guess. Com- the tallest tower, more straw. Astute as ever. I have warned you of your impudence once before, young lady. 
The bruise on your jaw should be a reminder. I haven't forgotten, King Oswald. You are correct. You have one more task ahead of you, but the reward for its completion will be vast. Vaster than you can imagine. Kevin, take her to the tower. Kevin? Hmm? Oh, sorry, Your Majesty. I was lost in thought. Shall I draw you a map so you can get out of it? I wouldn't want you to overtax that simple little mind of yours, and that spiral staircase is so very hard to navigate. No, sire, I can do it. Then do it. Kevin led Nona down and away from the second tallest tower, though his step was less quick, less purposeful than before. As it was on the previous day, the garden was in full bloom, the sun shining brightly in the sky. This time, though, Nona stopped to admire it and idly plucked a flower from a cluster by the stone wall, an exquisite purple rose, the exact color of the little man's garments. She tucked it behind her left ear, and for a moment, she was radiant. That looks really pretty. It sets off your eyes. Thank you, Kevin. For a second there, you looked a little like Queen Marianne, or the portrait of her in the janitor's closet. I never met her. But I heard a lot about how cool she was, and look, do you want me to let you go? What? I can just let you go. You go, get your dad, make a run for it. I can even have Dave ready for no, you if... but thank you. And I'm sorry I snapped at you about doors. Oh, that's okay. And so Kevin led Nona up to the top of the tallest tower. Once there, he did not announce their arrival. He's really growing, isn't he, everybody? And instead, simply opened the heavy wooden door. This was the biggest room yet, full to bursting with straw. Good luck, Nona. Thank you, Kevin. So are you free now? Up for another go-around? Not really, Magic Voice. Can we... can we just talk for a while? Oh. I've got some stuff to figure out. Of course. Meet me at the bottom of the stairs. I'll be right there. This time, when the little man showed up, he simply stood there for a while, looking miserable. I have something to tell you. What is it? Is it that the king knows about you? He probably does. Either that, or he sincerely believes that all these women throughout the years have had the ability to spin straw into gold. But hey, he gets three rooms full of gold. What does he care who spins it? No, but I was going to say, at sunrise, Kevin is going to come to the door and offer to let you leave the castle for a while. Take a walk through the woods to the south. Follow the path beside the river. What am I looking for? Not looking for, listening for. You'll know it when you hear it. Okay... How did Queen Marianne die? I heard... I heard it was a wasting disease, pneumonia or something, but it wasn't, was it? She was so young. Younger than you. He thought she could give him what he wanted. What they both wanted. But she couldn't. Fuck. But you might. And that's what I need to take from you this time. Just a promise. That's all. A promise that when it comes, I can take it. No, no. 
No, no, no. But it's okay. There's a way that this can work out. A child. That's what she couldn't give him? That That's what I need to promise you? A fucking kid? Yes. Queen Ingrid bore only daughters. All but one of whom died shortly after being born. Queen Adeline bore him a son, who died in a jousting match five years ago. The queen herself died not long after. And Queen Marianne couldn't bear children. She wished for them until the day she... He killed them. His wives... His daughters, the women he didn't want anymore, he killed them all? All but one. Ingrid didn't take the walk I told her to take. She lingered in the garden, caring for her flowers and talking to them, her only friends. She didn't hear what she needed to hear, and I couldn't tell her. Part of the curse. And so, her firstborn child came to me. She named her Rosemary, and I raised her to be a spinner of the finest threads, a weaver of the finest fabrics. And now she lives far away, far from here, and I will never see her again. You take these women's children. I have to, unless they can guess my name. I can't tell them what it is, not directly. I am good to the children. I am kind to them, but children grow up. They die. Rosemary is the only one who's still alive. You know, I wish I could take your place. What do you mean? That he'd hear me proclaim that I could spin straw and gold, and he'd imprison me in the third tallest tower, and I wouldn't spin the straw, and then that big chunk of beef would cut my head off and I could be free. It's one or the other. Either you you keep doing this for the rest of your life, or you die. N- no happy medium? I'm over 2,000 years old. My children are gone. I outlive everyone I ever meet. I'm tired. I'd like to rest. For a very, very long time. You don't look a day over 837. (laughs) (laughs) You're very sweet. So, Nona, the miller's daughter, do I have your promise? My promise? To give you what you want. Yes. I promise. The little man sat at the wheel and began to spin, and shortly thereafter Nona drifted into exhausted slumber. She awakened as the sun began to rise, and when she did so, all of the straw was gone, replaced with gold. Wow, you must have been cooking. Kevin's going to arrive soon. Take the path by the river. If you do, you'll get your answer. Maybe I won't. Maybe I don't want the answer. What do you mean? I... I don't want children. I don't ever want to be pregnant. To subject my body to that level of pain, to stress, to be a vessel, an incubator. I've never wanted that. To be a mother? No, I've never wanted that either. And if I give birth to a child and I give it to you, what then? I'll have to have another and another until I get it right. 
But hey, once I'm pregnant, I'm safe. He's not going to kill the thing that's going to give him what he wants. Maybe you'll want it too. Oh, maybe I'll change my mind. Is that what you're saying? No, I won't. What about your promise? I don't want to die either, so I guess I don't have a choice. I think I hear footsteps. You'd better go. The king sent me to... Wow, you finished quick. I've had a lot of practice recently. The king sent me to say that you can leave the castle for an hour if you want to. Go check in on your dad or something. Thank you. Lead the way. Kevin led Nona down the twisting stairs and through the hushed and sleeping garden to the castle gate. The rising sun cast its watery light over the castle grounds and the forest beyond as Nona stepped beyond the wall for the first time in three days. As she followed the cobblestone path to the south side of the castle, she wondered about the little man and- How many of these have you seen? <clears throat> Me? Dozens. <laughs> Some even turn out happily. Happily? They're coerced marriages and probably coerced pregnancies. No. <laughs> the queens want the children. They'd even give them up if it meant those children got to live. Fuck. You're complicit, you know. I beg your pardon? You keep telling the same story. No one can steer their own destiny if you're involved. <laughs> nice try, kiddo. I report on the action. I don't dictate it. Never call me kiddo again. Hmm. Fair enough. He kills them. I know. And his father probably did the same thing. He did. And back and back and back. And you don't stop them? No one stops them? Who's going to stop them? They're kings. They give the orders, not me. Tell me, where am I going? Hmm. That's up to you. Well, he said to follow the path by the river, so here I go. The path through the woods was narrow and twisting, the river bubbling serenely beside it. A hundred paces in, Nona felt cold and lost, but on she pressed. Two hundred paces, three hundred. But shortly thereafter, she could see the faint glow of a torch and could hear the sound of someone singing. Quietly, curiously, she crept slowly toward both. As long as no one's listening, I guess I'll sing a song About a thing that's terrible A practice that is wrong I want to help the tower bound To let them beat the game But they can only keep their kids If they can guess my name Which is Rumpelstiltskin Believe it or not, it's Rumpelstiltskin I'll just say that one more time In case you happen to be listening And it's Rumpelstiltskin How do you spell that? I don't. Her mind heavy, Nona made her way back toward the castle. Kevin greeted her at the gate, his usually dazzling smile strained into a grimace. So, you're back. Nice walk? It was grand, thank you. 
since you're already finished, I'm to take you to the throne room. I had a feeling. The king is very happy. I'm sure he is. I'm really sorry, Nona. (laughs) I know. Take me to the king. When Nona entered the throne room, it was to see King Oswald standing before the throne, dressed in splendid finery. Beside him stood a tall man dressed in black, and the room was crowded with citizens of the kingdom, young and old, most of them still dressed in black in mourning for Queen Marianne. Nona looked at their faces and was surprised at what she beheld there. Not joy, but puzzlement. Is my father here? He's in one of the dungeons until the thing is over. My dear, your work is at last complete. I'm quite pleased with how everything has turned out. What's all this, your majesty? Your reward, my dear. To rule beside me as my queen. Sire, I am humbled, honored. I accept. I know you do. You could not do otherwise. I made Kevin sharpen his sword. You needn't threaten, sire. I do this freely. In an adjacent room, attendants dressed Nona in a beautiful gown, stitched with the golden thread spun by Rumpelstiltskin. Her hair was brushed until it shone, and after a brief discussion, she was allowed to retain the perfect purple rose tucked behind her ear. And so, in a ceremony both brief and dry, Nona and the king were married. She held the rose in her hand as a glittering silver crown was placed atop her head, and as she gazed over the crowd, she beheld a familiar crooked face. My subjects, I give you your queen, Queen Nona. A gentle flower, a delicate rose, she will rule with a beneficent hand, and our heirs will follow in our stead. My king, my husband, may my first act as queen be to grant a boon to one of my new subjects? A generous thought. Sure, go for it. Nona held the purple rose aloft. Every eye in the crowd followed it as she tossed it as high into the air as it would go, and suddenly, standing before her with tears in his eyes and the rose in his hand, was Rumpelstiltskin. Really? I promised I would give you what you want. I remember. But my promise is different from the others you've received. I will not give you what they wanted to keep. I will give you what you want to keep, if you still desire it. I do. I truly do. What's going on? Ah, yes. A moment, friend. I must address my new husband. King Oswald. I am queen now, am I not? You are. And I rule beside you, as you said. You do. My king, my subjects, my second act as your queen is to... My Christ, I'm fucking sick of talking like this. Listen, man, I'm not having kids. What? Yeah, no. You should have asked before locking me in the tower for the last three nights. Oh, yeah. You all probably didn't know about that. See, what this guy does... Be quiet. Shh, 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 shh. 
See, what this guy does is he finds a woman he wants, he locks her in the third tallest tower, which for some weird reason is full of straw, and tells her that if she can spin all the straw into gold, he'll... If you don't shut up, I will... I know what you'll do. You'll kill me. You've killed all your other wives. Queen Ingrid, who planted the flowers in the garden, you killed her for only bearing you daughters. And by the way, you also killed those daughters. Queen Adeline, who bore you a single son and whom you killed after he died because she was too old to bear you another. And Queen Mary Anne, whom you killed because of something that wasn't her fault. How dare How dare I? How dare you? How dare you? They weren't toys. They weren't livestock. They were women. They were people. I am not just a miller's daughter. I am not just a bucket to carry your heirs. I am not just a thing for you to lock away or to threaten or to fuck. Got news for you, buddy boy. I'm a queen. I've had enough of this. Kevin, take her away and do your duty. I'll do my duty, all right. King Oswald, I'm not actually sure what the punishment for treason is, or if this even is treason, but your default punishment is beheading, so... No, no, Kevin, no beheading. I am not without mercy. Have your guards take him to the top of the third tallest tower. I will not be! I think you'll find it's full of straw. And if you can spin all that straw into gold, I shall spare your life and allow you to take my own. You think you can do this to me? Subjects, my people, show her she can't get away with this. Tear her to bits! The room fell silent. Not a person stirred, not a muscle twitched. Oswald saw only stony faces and grim smiles, and he knew then that his subjects believed their new queen. His righteous fury drained to helpless dread, and then, like clockwork, the bastard found a way to catapult right back into smug fuckery. Kevin? Right. Chet, Trevor, Brad, take him to the third tallest tower. Lock him in. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Yes! Lock me in the tower, and tomorrow, when it's full of gold, I will have your head, Miller's daughter. Do you hear me? Your head! And now to you, my friend, Rumpelstiltskin. I had nothing to promise you except what you wanted. To rest. To stop. To die, if that's what you wish. What you choose. I wish I choose to end. Boy, that asshole's gonna be surprised tomorrow! (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, Rumpelstiltskin, follow me, please. Nona led the two men through the throne room, through the gate, to the garden. When last she'd seen it, she'd been a prisoner. And now she looked upon it with the eyes of a queen. It honestly wasn't all that different visually. Rumpelstiltskin, this is Kevin. He's trying to be a good person, and he's getting there. Kevin, this is Rumpelstiltskin. He's the one who spun the straw into gold. Why? Just to help. All I ever wanted was to help. 
and now all I want is to go. Rumpelstiltskin, my friend, thank you for everything. If you're sure this is what you want... It is. All right, Kevin. If you would... Uh, I can't. I don't want to. That's all right. What about tomorrow when the king is... Oh, yeah. Him up ahead. No problem. Then may I borrow your sword? Here. Are you ready? Yes. Goodbye, my queen. And thank you. And so, Queen Nona drew back the sword and swung it at the little man's neck. As it passed through, there was a bright flash of light and a puff of purple smoke. And when it cleared, all that remained of Rumpelstiltskin was the purple rose and Nona's mother's ring and Nona's mother's locket lying on the cobblestone ground. Nona retrieved all three and placed the rose into Kevin's unresisting hand. You should keep this for now. Why? Because I need you to do something for me. All right. Three things, actually. The first, retrieve my father from the dungeons and deliver him to me. The second, I wish you to send your best people to search the faraway kingdoms for a woman named Rosemary. She is a weaver of the finest fabrics. And when they find her, please tell her what happened here today. They should let her know that she and any descendant she might have are the rightful rulers of this kingdom. And if she wishes to be queen, please bring her back with you. Tell them to take as many of the skeins of golden thread as they can carry and offer them to her. And tell them to give her this purple rose, a gift from her mother. I'll send Chet and Trevor. They'll find her for you. Not Brad? Uh, that guy could get lost in an empty room. (laughs) And now, I haven't eaten in three goddamn days. You think there might be a feast in the offing? Maybe a ham sandwich or some mac and cheese? That sounds really good. Right? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Your third task. To stay here and keep captaining the guard until your people return. If you want to, of course. I'm down. Sweet. And now we party. And so the miller was retrieved from the dungeons, given a bath, and dressed in finery similar to his daughter's. Once he looked well and spiffy, he was brought to the queen's side. Nona, my god! You're a queen! You, my dear, are welcome. Hey, Dad. Want some mac and cheese? It's fucking dynamite. Oh, that sounds great! Awesome. Hey, Midge! Can you wrap up some mac and cheese for this guy to go? To go? See that satchel there? Yeah. Open it. It's... it's full of gold! Yep. Now you can hire some people to help you with your millering, and one of them can take over for you when you retire. Yeah, I heard about what you told the king. Come on, hon. You're only 25. You'll change your mind. What about uh, Kevin? He's kind of... No. Stop. Dad. I love you, but I want to make this as clear as I possibly can. You are not forgiven for getting me into this. You have a lot to make up for. You can live in comfort for the rest of your life, but you have to do the work if you want a relationship with me. Do you understand? No. Well, when you do, you know where I live. 
Here's your mac and cheese. Go home now. Or, hey, enjoy the coronation party. Looks like it's gonna be a rager. Just do it not with me. Uh, Nona. Uh, Queen Nona. You can call me Nona, Dad. It's okay. I'm sorry for whatever it is I did. Come back when you know what it is. We'll talk. Maybe I'll see you at the horse and elbows someday. Well, how can I know what I did if you don't tell me? See, that's your homework, not mine. Well, okay. I'll try. I'll, uh, I'll tell Barry the blacksmith you're single again. Oh, you will be tomorrow. Uh, You know, after the, uh... You do that, Dad. Enjoy the mac and cheese. And so, Nona's father ate his mac and cheese. And Nona? Well, she ate her mac and cheese. It was very good. The end. The end? Yes, the story's over. Isn't that a little... Anticlimactic? Maybe nothing about you is anticlimactic. you? (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll throw it to Nona, see what she wants to... Hey, everyone! Uh, subjects. (laughs) What do you say we take this party to town? To the horse and elbows! They're closed on Wednesdays! Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. To the dog and muskrat! And so... The newly crowned Queen Nona led her subjects to the Dog and Muskrat Tavern, where she proceeded to drink a few too many banana daiquiris, arm wrestle an ogre, and lead a raucous sing-along to that classic Scorpion's hit, Wind of Change. Meanwhile, in the third tallest tower... Come on! Come on! Things weren't going well. How the hell does this thing work? No one told him, and no one showed up to help him. He was mourned by like one or two people, and they were both jerks. But Nona? She was beloved among her subjects, well guarded by Kevin, and never looked at straw again if she could help it. And for the record, she never changed her mind. The End
You've been listening to Feminist Fairy Tales, an audio drama podcast that reimagines the genre of fairy tales through a feminist lens. This episode was performed by Michael Riley Pedassa, Tamikia Jackson, John Reynolds, Torin Lusabrink, and Andrew Kilpa. Episode script by Erica Smith. Sound design by Stephen Indrasano. Feminist Fairy Tales is produced by Jenny Bissell, Madeline Regina, and Emma Love. Theme music composed and produced by Juliana Marin. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.